All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's after 4 o'clock. Welcome back, Jason Greger. Connor Howley, Sean Brown with you. Sports 1440. We're going to go uh, in the room in a second, the, the Greger Show. As always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta, helping out on roads and lots of other places. So even if you lose, you kind of win at PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, Struddy will join us coming up in the uh, next segment. We got uh, Speck and uh, Derek Van Deest coming up in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. The order's... We're going to take on the Bruins twice here down the stretch. Uh, taking on the Bruins tomorrow night. Of course, uh, Boston comes in, the number one team in the Eastern Conference. But they've uh, allowed Florida. Florida actually has a better points percentage. or One's point back with the game in hand. And uh, Boston, 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10 games. They uh, definitely, really in their last 20, haven't been the uh, the dominant team they were early this season. And so uh, while they're good, uh, they're definitely not a team that I, w- I would look in the orders would say, Matt, we're going to have to play our absolute best for 60 minutes to have a chance. You're going to have to play better than you did against Arizona. Like Captain Obvious says, uh, says hello. But, you know, Boston has not, you know, they're good. They're still good. But keep in mind that just even, you know, since, and, and I just picked the last two months from uh, December um, 20th until now, the orders have the best points percentage in the NHL at, uh, at 8-3-33. And in that time, uh, Boston is tied with Seattle for 10th at uh, 6-30. So good, but they're, they're not the dominant team they were early in the year. They're actually 14-7-6. and six. So out of their last 27 games, they're uh, one game over 500 if we go by wins, which is kind of what I like to do. Because, yeah, you lost in an overtime or shootout, but you didn't win. So 14 wins in 27 games. But it's definitely a measuring stick for this oh, team. Yeah. I mean, any time a, a team with their history and the players that they have, I mean, they're going to get the best. They're going to bring out the best in the Oilers. And mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, the Oilers, yeah, I mean, the, the game that they played against Phoenix wasn't exactly the best game, but you gotta, you got to win ugly games as well. And it's been nice to see that, you know, Kane seems to be put up a couple points there, a couple goals. He, you know, he's a guy that's going to be counted on. So um, a few other guys, Fogel scored, McLeod scored. So, you know, it's... Um, it's it makes it that much more exciting when Boston of a team of that caliber comes in here when you know not only your top players are playing well but you know the supporting cast is starting to find their game as well. Now uh, we'll go in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, one hundred percent locally owned and operated, and uh, proud to be in the community as uh, they give back a ton with. Um, Supporting uh, minor sports teams as well as lots of charitable donations at nextgentransportation.com. Uh, I want to go uh, inside the, uh, in the room in the orders numbers, uh, right now. And, uh, Connor McDavid, uh, would you like him shooting more? 100%. There, I don't, I think we can debate that. And, uh, and last year he shot a lot, uh, but he also passed a lot. So, uh, he, he has proven, uh, in his career that, uh, that he can do both. Uh, now he has 62 assists right now. Last year he had 89 apples. I think people forget, like everybody remembers the 64 goals, but he also had 89 assists. Okay. That is, uh, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> and you look at this year, he's got 62 in 50 games. So it puts him right on pace at 99 assists. And keep in mind, he had a slow start early on in the year. So if you actually want to do like points over his last 12, he's, he's on pace for more, but, um, only how, or sorry, or, 102, Lemieux 114, and Gretzky 11 times had 100 assists in a season. If you say 100 assists for McDavid or 75 goals for Matthews, which one is more impressive, Brownie? It's got to be the goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing to do is score. Um, you know, that's uh, it's a great debate. Um it's it's just amazing to me what these what they're both doing in today's game with how well how well it's coached. Um, you know, there's there's no secrets. There's so much video. the 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 teams and players are so prepared, and it's just mind blowing to me watching Connor McDavid. And you know, I you go to a game. I went to the Leaf game. I'm going to the game tomorrow, and we were like ten rows up, and. It, I just the pace of the game and the way he processes it. It's like he's watching it at home on TV. Like it's, yeah. I just I can't get over how good he is. There isn't a lot of guys that I would pay to go watch him play, but he's definitely one guy that we're we are so lucky to be able to watch daily. I I didn't you know growing up in Toronto, being a Leaf fan, I wasn't obviously around to watch the Gretzky. But I, I couldn't imagine anyone being more dominant and more exciting in today's game. Yeah, like it is. It's impressive to watch. It. Uh, I always try to remind myself, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted because you know he'll make plays and you're kind of like ho hum. But then you're like, you're, like, you're not going to see that very often, right? And so, um, you know, as my son was old enough now, he watches the games and he sees things and you know, like he sees Gretzky's numbers, yeah. right? And because uh, he's like, like Dad, like McDavid's really good. He's like, do you think McDavid catch Gretzky? And I'm like, well, he'd have to have this many more seasons of this many more points. And he's like, what? <laughs> so yeah. then we go online. I show him the numbers, and he's just like, well, how could he be that much better than everyone? Like yeah. he, when you just look at just purely from a numbers perspective, and that's, you know, it's a very simplistic way to look at it. 
Because some people always try to, yeah, but yeah, the goalie's this, the goalie's that. Oh, really? If it was that easy, how come the other guys weren't scoring? They're playing against the exact same goalies, right? They all were. They all played against the same goalies, but Gretzky would score by 80 points. Some years, 75 points more than every other player in the league, right? Like they, they actually changed a rule because the orders were too good four on four. Think about that. The, the league, you had so many guys in power who were that thin skinned. And rather than try to say, well, we got to find a way to counter this. They're like, let's take away offense from our game. The thing that sells the game the most in the regular season, make no question in your mind. Fans go to regular season games, goals, entertain, lead changes. That's what's entertaining. Yes, the odd shutout's great. Don't get me wrong. But don't fool yourself if you don't think that's the case. Right? Like, it's funny now I read articles and their goalie save percentages are coming down a little bit. And people are acting like, well, but the goalies are still good. I'm like, oh, wait a sec. It's the generation of people who used to mock the goalies who didn't have a 9-10 save percentage for years. And I'm like, well, maybe understand how the game was played. Right. The minute you go to butterfly, every goalie will tell you it's easier to play. That's just a simple truth. Right. So um, but when you look at at McDavid and, and his greatness, um, I'm probably in the minority here. I know he wants a cup, but in worst case scenario, McDavid plays and he never wins a cup. I don't think it changes at all how dominant of an individual player he was because teams win cups not individuals, especially in the NHL, when McDavid could be dominant for 22 minutes and then he has to sit on the bench and hope that his teammates can help him win a game for the other 38. His motivation right now is off the charts. Yeah. Like That's the other thing. I mean, he's skilled and he does all the McDavid things, but I just admire his drive, his motivation. I mean, you watch him now. I think we've all watched that documentary with Michael Jordan there, The Last Dancer. Like he, if there's, to me, anyone, uh, if there's a hockey player close to Michael Jordan, his compete and his drive and will to win to me i think it's it's probably mcdavid right i mean i just you just you watch him you watch him come every shift every game the guy's just he's on fire um yeah it's uh he'd be an interesting guy to talk to and be around to see the wiring Hey, guys, how many players have reached uh, 75 and 100? Well, uh, three players have uh, scored 100 assists in a season, or Lemieux and uh, and Gretzky. And uh, players who have scored 75 goals is six. Um, the last being McGillney and Solani. And that was when Timo Solani, I looked it up today, 51 goals in his last 50 games that year as a rookie. Like, he got better as the year went along, which was, uh, which was crazy for him, so... Um, you had, uh, Phil Esposito had 76 and, um, McGillney and Solani had 76. Brett Hall, uh, his career high was 80, I think it was, or 81. Uh, Lemieux had 85 one year. And then, of course, Gretzky had 82. He had 80, or 92. He had 87. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty unique, uh, list. Uh, it's just crazy. Like Gretzky had 11 seasons with 100 assists. There's only two others in NHL history who did it once. Orr and Lemieux. Nuts. It, like, it's hard to believe to think that there's going to be another player better. Which is, you know. Well, but, then McDavid? Yeah. Yeah, see, you know what? I, when you see all the advancements in training and technology, yeah. I, I think... Might, might not better's hard, Um 
similar in, in different ways? Like, what if a kid comes along who can skate like McDavid, but shoots better? Shoots like McKinnon or something. Nah, or like Matthews. Matthews. Right? Yeah. Now it's hard yeah. to do. That's why it's hard yeah. to do both. But when you think about it, could there be a player that shoots like Matthews? Because and there's been lots of guys who could shoot. Brett Hall could shoot the puck. There's lots of sharpshooters over the years. Oh, Alex Ovechkin obviously yeah. could really fire the biscuit. Um, so. That, I think, is definitely doable to see another really good shooter come in. But could you see a guy who skates like McDavid and shoots? Because if you could, then you might have a better play. I ran a practice there during uh, training camp. They had the rules there where the coaches can't go on, so they asked me if I'd run a practice, and he was out there. And I've been on the ice with a lot of good players. You know, Scott Niedermeyer was yeah. probably one of the better skaters, and I felt like a weirdo. Like, I was just staring at him. By I couldn't stop staring at him. He was probably like, who let the weirdo on the ice? It was incredible. I just, I've never seen anyone so efficient, like how smooth he was. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, and, and his intensity too. Like, I remember walking out on the ice and I was kind of wasn't 100% sure on how many guys were going to be there, what kind of drills, what we were going to do. So I was bringing out, I had the old Rolodex in my head going of drills and he comes out and I had an idea and he's like, I want to do this, this, and this. And like his, the intensity, like the way he looked at me, I was like, okay, I better be freaking dialed in here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy ain't playing around. You're like, well, actually we're going to be doing <laughs> yeah, this today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for the your old participation. Horseshoe, the old horseshoe. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Lo. Uh, do you guys like that? <laughs> How about a full ice horseshoe? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Just as a joke to see if anybody has a sense of humor. Okay, guys, like that would be one of those great skits that they do. You know how you see those skits where you have a guy come out and he's kind of faking and guys like, what are you doing? Right. That would actually be a hilarious thing <laughs> is to be like, Hey, we got the coach coming out and he's running just for five or 10 minutes and record it and just see the videos and stuff and the reaction. Cause oh, so they just couldn't get over them. Like they'd just be losing it. That'd be so funny. The full ice horseshoe. Oh, like it's funny to think back. That that used to be like the drill. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like think of two guys skating, everyone else standing still. <laughs> well, when I think about the, think about the drills you used to do, and then all of a sudden it was like get against the board, sideboards, and you're like, what did we do wrong? And now thinking back, they uh, just couldn't think of another drill. Yeah, probably. They couldn't no. think of another drill. It's like uh, skate, run the gauntlet. <laughs> oh, that was another <laughs> terrible one. Oh, geez. When I see people skating, for the most part, I just think. Okay, you must have forgot about a drill. Like you've run out of drills. Like yet. sometimes I do think you still have to to do a little endurance skates for short time, like short bursts of stuff. Mm. Stop and and more stop and starts. Not just skating in a straight line. Because how many times in a game does a player go from one of the ice to the other? Yeah, unimpeded. I don't like, like the bag skate. I, well, that's I, not a bag skate. If you do it for three minutes, I, I'm not. Talking. I would rather do. I for, I like doing battle drills. Yeah. Right? I, know, I mean, anyone can, can shut sure. their brain off and just skate. Yeah. Well, right? for too long a time, for yeah. sure. But in a game, there are times when you have to go. Oh, yeah. Right? On a full yeah. length and see. But yeah, no, battle drills are, are fun, especially when you incorporate different things and you, yeah. and you make it challenging for your or, team. Or, yeah, if you want to really get, you know, get players and, and work them, any type of battle or any type of competition. Oh, and they got to stop and start. Right? Oh, and it's just three like, of those. Uh, you're like, <gasps> yeah. You're looking at them no. and you're just like, hey, we good here? We good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Strutty will join us. Hey, this guy knows a thing or two about bag skating, all right? He'll join us next in the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, you know what the music means? It's Tuesday. And uh, Abba's number one fan is, uh, is about to join the show. It's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 
Ca. As it's time for uh, Struds On, brought to you by Action Electrical. And hey, you got 10 days. Take action on your savings. $5,600 free grant money if you want to get uh, solar on your residence. Because come March 1st, it's over. It's done. Don't waste your time. Go to actionelectrical.net. They can help you. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's a memories. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, there's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. We welcome to the show my co-host of the Got Your Back podcast, former uh, NHLer, runner-up in the uh, Battle of the Blades, also a uh, three-time runner-up. I just learned this in uh, minor hockey coach of the year, unable to get the award. We'll see if this is the year he gets it or not. Uh, Jason Strudwick joins us. Strudy, how you doing? Great, guys. What's going on today? Oh, not much. Not much. Uh, Brownie was uh, regaling us with times of his uh, favorite bag skate. Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. I try to block them out. You know, I, I it's so, it, it, like, looking back, like, I, I and I, I, at the time, I remember I was frustrated. Like, I wasn't, I was in good shape. Like, I took, took after myself. And, um, you know, like, do you want to take my shirt off? You can look at me. Like, this isn't the problem. Why don't you watch the video and tell me why I'm, you know, like, and so now even when I try to help kids at, you know, wherever various camps I do, I try to help the game, make it easier for them, right? Try to make them better. Um, and and, I, and I, I just think of all the hours I wasted just getting bag skated. I, I mean, I looked amazing. My wife obviously benefited greatly, but it was like I didn't need it. I, I was already in shape. It was just a waste of time. No, no, that's totally fair. Um, uh, a few things to discuss, Dreddy. I, I want to ask you, what would be more impressive for you, 75 goals or 100 assists in a season? Oh, man. I would take either in a career. <laughs> um, I guess uh, the goals is pretty it's pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, the other day when, when Austin had the back-to-back um, hat-tricks and then he – you know, you say, well, he's, you know, it's 48 goals in 52 games. You're like, what? Like, that is nuts. So, I mean, the 100, like, assists are cool, but I, I do think that it's like, would you rather lead the league in, in walks in baseball, or sorry, singles, or would you rather lead in home runs? I think we all know where we want to be. So yeah. I, I do think that that's kind of where the big boy swing is with the, the 75 goals is, is the one. Yeah, I would agree with you, especially because there's two assists to every one goal in theory, right? You can have up to two. You can yeah. only have uh, one goal. Right. So uh, I think, uh, you know, and it's it's going to be a great race. You're throwing Kucherov, McKinnon, uh, McDavid, Matthews. Uh, I outlined it all at OilersNation.com today. Went through offensive numbers, went through teammates' numbers, went through defensive numbers. And uh, it, it's going to be a, a great race down the stretch for sure. And it doesn't mean who the best player is for the heart. People always forget that. Um, it's who, quote, by the rules is the most valuable to their team. And uh, when Kucherov has 36 more points than any teammate, Matthews has one, McDavid has 15, it's a little bit different. So, you know, there's lots of factors to have to go into it. Struddy, um, I know you love the uh, the motivational speeches. What uh, What is up with the orders excluding Dallas? Because that second period was very good. But uh, lately, the middle frame has been ugly for the orders. It, is it just the the doldrums of uh, of early February, Stratty? What do you see? Yeah, I think you know just, just zeroing in on the last game. I think that they came out and they were all over Arizona, 
and then you know the miss that had I mean who hits two posts on the same shot and doesn't go in like that's pretty rare um and I think they just kind of got got a little bit uh, complacent and then they started trying to you know there were times where they had a chance to shoot and then actually pass the puck out of a good shooting area to someone who was in a bad shooting area then they wouldn't get a shot at all and that that kind of gets into your game where you're not making plays you're 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 not shooting the puck to the net and all of a sudden Arizona's like geez we might be in this one and they got going so I think after the second, I'm guessing they said, okay, guys, straightforward game. They came out just absolutely flying for whatever it was, six, seven minutes, and the game was over. But, you know, you, it, it happens. There are ups and downs in every game and ups and downs over the course of a 10-game stretch. But I like it when the owners, to me, at their best, they're playing very straightforward hockey. doesn't mean unskilled, but they're getting the puck up, getting into their zone, getting pucks to the net, and just playing that, that kind of that north-south fast game. And when you do that, you put constant pressure on the other team's D and, quite frankly, their whole D zone. Strutty, I think you played with Yager, and I'm sure you watched the retirement scene, some of the videos. He seems like a super a super teammate, super guy. What, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, you've been a part of a lot of different uh, Jersey retirements. That one, by far, to me, is the best one, having him come yeah. out for practice, come out for the game, just everything around it, his speech. What were your thoughts on it? Well, you know, when I, when I signed with the Rangers, I heard from many former teammates and, and guys I know were like, you're not going to like Yager. He's not a good guy. So I was like, and I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I was like, well, okay, I mean, he'll help me get a few points probably, so I'm going to like him for that. But, you know, at least at least whatever, we need to play with him. Within the first couple of days, I'm like, I love this guy. And, and I love the way he is. He was so much fun and just kind of funny, and he had a good personality. And I think my feeling is when he, when he was in New York is when we started seeing his personality more. He started showing it more um, to, to, to the fans and to the media. And I think that really – made him more beloved than he was. He was always beloved as a player, but I think that helped him as a person uh, to really make people understand what he's like and what he's all about. And he was, you know, to see him there that night, he still looks amazing. I mean, uh, he just, you know, he's still big and strong, and, and he, he was very funny, and he, had, he, had, he was telling some jokes, you know, and I, I, I was, it was neat. I, I had very little idea. I was doing anything to, for him to get there, but just to be a part of his journey, uh, to see that. I was also part of Mark Messier's uh, in New York. And again, I didn't really contribute much. I played with a guy, but it's it's neat to see guys you played with, and who, quite frankly, you idolized or looked up to playing young, younger to be a part and see them now uh, kind of immortalized with their jerseys up top forever. What are your thoughts on uh, you know Calvin Picker probably got one of his biggest tests against Dallas there. What, what did you think of his game, and you know where's your confidence level with him? Well, I, I actually think there's now two opportunities where the coaching staff has done a misstep and not playing him. I would have played him yesterday against Arizona. And, and I'm not saying that Skinner's tired now, but you're just banking some of those games. And I'll go back to the – I think it was, was it before Christmas uh, where their Chicago game and they didn't play, play the backup either. I think it was Skinner, if I remember correctly. But you need to have – like you just need to take some of those minutes away from, from Skinner. And, you know, you know he's going to play tomorrow against the Bruins. The Bruins had a you know, very similar game to what the Oilers did against Dallas at home. So I think that was a missed opportunity. So I love what he played, uh, the way he played. He gave the team, gave the team a chance uh, against Dallas. I would have played Pickard yesterday again. That way Skinner could have another good practice. Because I think at some point during the season, goalies, especially young ones, I think it's nice to have a few practices where they can get a little bit of tune-up and kind of just refine. And, and, and maybe there's a couple of areas that are sloppy. You want to tighten them up to your goalie coach, and then you hit the ground running with a good practice. And then you're, you know, in the morning, then you're off and play that night. So um, I, I just think that they have to be 
aware and recognize that this guy's getting a lot of ice time and there's going to be a ton of games coming up, this guy being Skinner, and I would have slipped uh, Pickard. I think that was a misstep by the coaching staff. Yeah, look, I've talked to Woodley and I've crunched all the numbers. 57 seems to be the number of starts that Skinner can make where it shouldn't really be uh, any sort of an issue. And um, I actually went through their whole remaining schedule on when you can start them. There's obviously so many back-to-back, so that's seven starts right there. That's pretty easy uh, to look at. And then uh, in April, because there's back-to-backs and they have 10 games in 18 days, like that's probably where they're going to rest him, which actually might help him because he'll play, I think, four days and four games in the last 10 days of the season. Um, I think there's always a risk. Like there's not often. The other thing was, I think Skinner's last few games. Like I thought in the third period, he made a few key saves in the last five minutes. He wasn't tested a whole bunch yesterday, no question. Um, his game, I don't think, is, is where he's wanted it to be a little bit. And, you know, I wonder if the fact that if they were practicing today, if maybe that's why they might have played Pickard. But because they didn't practice today and he wasn't playing, then, so he really wouldn't have been on the ice for, for a few days. I wonder if that's a factor. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense. I get it. Um, you know, and I, and I I understand you know what you're saying, and I, the 57 that seems a little heavy for me. But why 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 risk the um, that he's going to be a little bit tired? And I, I I know he said he wasn't tired. I know that's on record. I believe there is fatigue. He was fatigued in the playoffs last year. I I truly believe that. So if that's the case, why not try to minimize it so we have a fresher goalie for the playoffs? And I, and. You know, they're, they're, so they're in that room every day, and they can make the decisions they want. But you know, from the outside looking in, to me, it was pretty clear this was a, a, a nice opportunity for a little pause for him um, to, to kind of just dial that number back. Let's get it down to 55, 54, somewhere in there, because you hope that he's going to play a ton in May and June. The uh, what would you do with Ryan McLeod? Would you keep him with Drysaddle and Kane for now? Yeah, I like the speed beside Leon. I really do. Um, yeah, the problem is the long term, if you don't have a solution for the third line center, he is the best solution you have or the best option you have. But, you know, if you're going to go into the playoffs with him up there, then you're just going to scramble someone and say, okay, well, this guy's going to be our third line center, whether it's Holloway or whomever you want to put in there. Ian Mark, I, I don't see that as good enough, as a good as options as McLeod. So, you know, I think that they're starting to realize they got to figure out a solution to either the 3C or the, the, the second-line right winger. Well, the the second-line right winger, ideally, in a, you know, in a trade, that's something uh, they possibly could look for. But um, the more games I watch here lately, and, I'm, and my opinion really hasn't changed, the fourth line isn't. They, they don't have a fourth line. Now, you know, you try Dylan Holloway there, but then they move McLeod up, so then Holloway's your third-line center, which I don't mind either. Um I just, I think they, they need one, maybe two bodies on their fourth line to be really competitive. And when I say fourth line, it's not, people just view fourth line as non-contributors. I looked at Vegas's fourth line and how they won. They played, a, they played like 12, 13 minutes. That's what you can have, right? And, uh, I don't, I don't want McDavid playing 23 minutes a night in the playoffs unless there's an overtime game. And then, so what do you want to look like? I think that's what, not, not you, but for Ken Holland, what is the goal of the fourth line? You know, what are you trying to get? Physicality, some penalty killers, a little bit of beef there, a little bit of size. And I'm not talking about fighting. I'm just talking about bigger bodies that can, can kind of bully their way to the net. Like, that's what you're going for. I think it's there. So, you know, if you add a fourth line center and then add in a second or third line player, 
uh, that bumps someone down off of those lines. So you, let's let's just say, for instance, it's Fogel who drops to the fourth line. Then you add another a fourth line center, and now you've kind of got your fourth line. That's that's kind of you're there, um, well at least with some size. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's that's what they need for me for sure. Strutty, what are your thoughts? I mean, Knobloch's been here long enough now that obviously he's done, you know, a really good job of coaching, but he seems to be doing a really good job of kind of juggling the lines and, and finding some guys that are, that are playing well and putting them in some situations, some different situations. What are your thoughts on the movement that, uh, and some of the coaching, I guess, you know, the fact that he's putting his stamp on it a little bit more here? Yeah, I liked it. You know, and I, I think that it's it's clear to me that the team is better when they're uh, when they're putting McDavid and Drysaddle a split. I, I just that to me is the ultimate for them. And when they're together, I, I just think it, it makes the other lines look different. So I think that when you split them up, now you just got to find combinations that work and guys to slide in there. And obviously Hyman and, and McDavid and, and Nuge work well. And then Kane and, and Drysaddle seem to be a guy. So they got to find that other guy for that spot. So whether he continues to be on the team or not. I think that it's, it, you know, they'll, they'll find someone. And even the deep parents, I've, I've respected the deep parents, some decisions they've made. I, I see they tried something new. See, see maybe it didn't work out the way he wanted. So he brings them back to the way it was before. For fun, Strad, have you looked at any seventh defenseman that you think would be good fits for the Edmonton owners? Because they need, they gotta, they gotta bring in a veteran defenseman. I don't think there's any question. It's not gonna cost you a whole bunch, but I think they need a number seven defenseman. Philip Broberg's banged up right now, has missed a few games for Bakersfield. Like, they don't have any options if one of their six defensemen uh, get banged up other than Broberg, and I'm not sure that's ideal. Well, how high do you want to go? You know, I, I don't know that, uh, I just want a number seven. Yeah, so I mean, if you're gonna do that, like, you know, I, I, a guy passed me an interesting name was uh, Joel Edmondson. Joel Edmondson uh, out of uh, Washington, big guy. Um, you know, his contract it's already split once with Montreal, so he could split it again, and the, and the contract wouldn't be that high. He's won before. You know, in a perfect world, he's probably not playing. You know, uh, every night. But he has that pedigree. He's been in that pressure cook before, mm-hmm. and I think that's something the owners would probably like to add um, to to their group. Um, and I can't see the cost being that high, um, you know, just, just based on, uh, on what's going on with him and that team right now, that team being the Caps. Yeah, the, if, if Minnesota is, like, like I don't think they do it now, but if all of a sudden they're out of it, Zach Bogosian to me is the guy, yeah. right? Um, he, he would be ideal. He's a, he's a right shot. Um, I think they probably got more concerns on the right side than the left because at least you have Broberg if, if you need to. Right on the left side, but uh, the right side they got nobody. Like Phil Kemp, God love him. I don't think he's got the foot speed to play uh, in the NHL playoffs. So um, Bogosian's a guy I would look at. I, I think if Minnesota and they're playing well, so they might stick in it and keep him right because obviously the uh, that's why they went and acquired him because of the injury to Spurgeon. So um, he's a guy to look at. I mean, look at it for some other teams like Anaheim doesn't really have anybody. You know, people have asked San Jose doesn't doesn't have anybody. I think that that makes much sense except maybe Strutty. Yan Ruta. The problem is he's 2.75 for next year, and that's why I don't think it works. Yeah, I mean, and what's the other guy there for RO2? Yeah, well, he's uh, way too expensive. He's 3.25 yeah. for two more years. Right. So, and that's the thing. So what is what is the big guy want to do? Uh, Ken, does he want to try to bring in with some, some term, or are they just going to bring in a, a guy with a short-term solution? Oh, uh, it'd be short-term. The- it's just a number seven, right? Like, they're not going anybody. I yeah. think it's a pen in UFA. And when you're looking at a guy like Bozgosian, it's the same thing as what I'm saying with you know Joel Edmondson. Like they're they're guys that have been there before. They're gritty. They're low maintenance. Um, they know their role. You know they're not going to be looking to 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 
you know, step outside of themselves or prove anything. They've already proven themselves. They've won. They've had great careers. They've had, they've won Stanley Cup championships. So those are the kind of guys that come in and they're a little bit more on the periphery. But I think if you need them, you, they, they, they could jump in and, 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 you know, get it done, whether it's the PK or I don't think they're allowed to watch the power play, though. Now, I, I just saw you just saw Arizona. Any thoughts on Josh Brown or is he not an option for you? Uh, yeah, you know what? He, he's. I think actually going there has been a really good thing for him. Um, yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, guys were really talking about him. And I, I think, what does he make? He's, he's he had a million, million two or something like that, a million one. Uh, yeah, like he's one point two, and he's a UFA. Yeah. Yeah. So the number is not massive. He's a big body, and he's going to play a lot there. So if you're looking for a guy who's been playing all year, uh, I think that's probably an option for sure uh, out of Arizona. I, I thought you were going to ask him about Jason Zucker. And at five and a half million dollars, I'm not sure you can move that even if you split it twice. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think I don't think Zucker's an answer for Edmonton. I could be wrong, but I don't see it. Strutty, have yourself a good week. We will uh, chat with you uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, see you guys. Enjoy tomorrow. That's uh, Jason Strudwick. And the uh, Strud Report, Strutty, uh, Strud's on, brought to you by Action Electrical. Come back. we got five questions, spec DVD, and more on a busy Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4.51, welcome back. Tuesday edition of The Jason Gregor Show. Sports 14.40. You're home. Bramington uh, Sports. All the time. Love it. You like sports? You like sports 14.40. It's great. Sean Brown, Connor Halley. With you, and as it's time now for five questions brought to you by The Brick. Financing available, you can see in store or online at thebrick.com for details. Take uh, 36 months to pay with no interest. See in store for details at The Brick. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question one for you today. Uh, if you were doing NHL power rankings, what would your top five look like at the moment? For me, I think, well, Vegas has to be at the top because they're the defending champs. They've won this thing. They won it, so uh, they're they're there at the top. Uh, the Oilers. Uh... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I like the Rangers. Colorado. Uh, where am I at there? What's Win- for? Yeah, Winnipeg. All right. Um, uh, Florida would be at the top of my heap right now, today. Um, Vegas, uh, they are getting Shea Theodore back, so that, that will help them, no question. Um, in no particular order after Florida, I would have Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, and Vancouver. Question number two for you guys. Cal Pickard on the season with the Oilers. He's appeared in 10 games, uh, record 7-2, and 9-10 save percentage. Has he done enough for you to be a legitimate number two heading down the stretch into the playoffs? Yeah, just, I mean, 10 games is just, it's it's not enough right now. I mean, it was it was nice to see him do well, obviously, against Dallas there. But just, I mean, the, the playoffs is just a different beast, different game. Um I'd have to see a little bit more more experience. So you look at where uh, Calvin Pickard ranks um, amongst players in the NHL goalies who have played at least ten games. His uh, his nine ten save percentage puts him in twenty fifth, right? So um, you look at like when you say a legit backup, what does that even mean, right? Like. Um, a, how often do you use your backup? It's basically break glass in case of emergency. Even even Buffalo, who had arguably one of the greatest tandems ever, decided to go one guy. When the Edmonton orders were great, they decided to go one guy. And they had Andy Moog, but they still went with one guy. So the second guy is really there only in case of injury or emergency. Right? Um, you've seen Colorado win with Fran Suze, who had like a 904 say percentage and Kemper had a 906 or two, whatever, you know, which one it was. Um, if the orders have to go to their backup, they're probably in trouble. Um, and I, you know, I don't see Mark Andre Fleury's not coming here. So tell me this magical unicorn goalie that the orders can get that you're like, this guy is a stone cold moral lock. That's way better. There isn't one that I see. I don't know if there is one, but I just know that if my number one goalie went down, I would like to see like a, a rhymer or someone like a player. Someone yeah, James Rhymer's having a terrible year though. But I just, yeah. the experience of someone that to go in there that would understand the scenario, the situation and not get overwhelmed by it. Okay. So couldn't that be Jack Campbell? Worst case scenario. I, I, Probably feel a little, to be honest with you, more yeah. comfortable with maybe Campbell. Yeah, because if if you look around the league, so who's Vancouver? If Demko goes down, they're in the exact same boat as Edmonton, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is De Smith the guy? I don't think anybody thinks he's the guy. Um, is Wedgwood the guy in Dallas? Probably not. Is Lauren Brassois the guy in uh, in Winnipeg? Like, look at Brassois' numbers last year, and some would say it kind of helped Vegas when he got banged up because look at Hill came in and played <laughs> outstanding. So I don't know. You can I don't I don't get too caught up in Calvin Picker because I've looked at every possible scenario. Edmonton only has so many bullets in their chamber that they need to use. And I would rather roll the dice and say one of Pickard, one of Campbell, one of Roderick. Between the three of them, one guy can come in and, and give me a decent game if I need it here or there. But I'm going to be riding Stuart Skinner um, come playoff. Oh, yeah, you're riding him anyway. Who, do, who would you go through? Would you have Calvin Pickard over Campbell? Who would you put in? Well, that's that's probably a difficult one. Um, they'll probably the first game go to Picker because he's the one who's finished the year here, right? 
And so he'd get the first chance, but I think he'd be on a very short leash. Right? But again, all depends if Campbell plays well down the stretch. If Campbell's flopping all over and not playing well, well then no, it's going to be Calvin Pickard. Question number three. At TSN's Travis Yosa listed Trevor Zegers as an intriguing trade target, the two-time 20-goal scorer. Is there a team that you think he would be a good addition for, and what do you think the compensation would be? Well, I, I think I think his time in Anaheim is not going to be long. I don't think he's a pad for beak type of player, uh, number one. I think that, you know, unfortunately for him, injuries this year, like, he'll have some value, there's no question, because he's a back-to-back 65-point player. There's not a lot of guys like that at that young of an age who've had back-to-back 65-point seasons. I think I think Zegers is a very skilled player who who has to realize that there's more to the game than just some highlight reel plays. He needs to get a little bit better defensively. He needs to get a little bit stronger. But, you know, he's coming off an injury, so his I, I could see Zegers. He's not going to command a boatload, right? And there's risk in trading him because he could mature and once you mature and figure out the game, Brown, if you have the tools in the toolbox, it's a lot easier to have success, right? Like, I think most people see that he's got some tools. He thinks the game. He's got skill. And and if his will and competitiveness or consistency improves, which a lot of guys do, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's a pretty valuable player. So um, I don't think Verbeek's going to sprint to trade him. And I'd be surprised. Well, it's definitely not going to happen to the deadline. He's injured. So I don't, I don't see a team doing it now. He is a hard player to, I mean, he's, he's highly skilled. He's played on a team that hasn't had a ton of success. So it's obviously easier to play a skilled game or easier to even play your game with not a, a ton of responsibility. I always thought it was always neat that, you know, these skilled players that play on, you know, like a Joe Sackick, a Forsberg, when they played on Colorado to, you know, a Daxu to, you know, they were on high end teams, right? And it's a lot different when you're a skilled player playing on yeah. a high end, high end team because you still got to, you know, you can't cheat as much and you got to still be responsible. So yeah, he's, he's, he's an intriguing player because he's, you know, he's got a unique skill set, but the game is gritty and the game gets tougher. Um, and especially in the playoffs, I don't know if he's done enough, you know, so, which would be hard for me to give up a ton of, of a guy that's yeah. kind of an internet or, uh, you know, an Instagram sensation. Question number four for you guys today. According to reports, French superstar Kylian Mbappe is signing with Real Madrid this summer, 15 million euros per season plus a $150 million or euro signing bonus. That's going to be spread out over five years. If you were in his shoes and you could likely join any club in the world, where would you go? So basically he's getting 45 mil a year. Let's do that, right? <laughs> so that's what he's getting. Not bad. Um, if you could join one club. Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, that's It's hard to not pick Real Madrid. I don't see who I would pick out of them. Yeah, he's... Uh, well, you can make anything fun and work with that type of dough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'll go with Manchester. Just I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I have a family connection to um, to Man U. Right. Yeah, what's his name, Sir Alex Ferguson? There, no, he came yeah. to my he came to my house. Really? Yeah, and uh, I thought it was kind of neat because I really didn't know who he was, and he gave me a an like autograph. when you were a kid. Yeah, and so I got an <laughs> autograph. So why is Sir <laughs> Alex Ferguson just showing up at your house? <laughs> The old Camelot Drive, Oshawa. Oh. Um, yeah, was that because you're on Camelot and he was just walking down the street? <laughs> no, hey, no. I'm in Camelot. No, he, uh, our good family friend Scotty, is his cousin, like first cousin. Oh, okay. 
And so he was nice. down oh, visiting, and he just lived down the street from us. So they just came up, came stopped over, by, said and, hello. Yeah, and I just I remember my dad being like, "Hey, this guy's a, a pretty big deal over there," but me not being a soccer guy, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, and then years later, I actually my parents kept a lot of my uh, clippings and different you know collector stuff from hockey, and I had this little Sir Alex and Sir Alex Fergus hockey or soccer card. Oh, you know, so yeah, it was kind of so yeah. Oh, well, hey, why not? Lots Get the connection. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Didn't see that one coming on a yeah Tuesday at 5 o'clock. That's awesome. Final question for you guys. It's National Muffin Day. So in your opinion, what is the greatest muffin of them all? Like outside of Strutty's shot? Um, I'm going to go with the greatest muffin probably because for many years, and I know it's so unhealthy, but I think there's, and maybe still now today, but remember when you could get at Costco the big pack of muffins? Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> like a gigantic <laughs> chocolate one. Like yeah. I don't know how many calories are in yeah. that thing. And I remember, like, it's so funny. We thought that muffins were healthier for you somehow. It's basically cake. But oh, the chocolate muffin at uh, at Costco because you got the poppy seed and then it came with the blueberry. And you kind of had to eat that one, whatever. But I used to put them in my freezer yeah. and I would take one out and put it in my lunch bag all the time when I was young, working in the oil field. And I was just like, oh man, the Costco chocolate muffin. Top notch. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when I when I seen the email this morning and yeah, it's I mean that's I thought of them as being healthy too and it's like that's just pure that's just a cake. But I'm gonna have to go with my wife's banana bran flax healthy muffin. Mm, all right. Oh homemade ones are great. Yeah. yeah. Gets everything moving. I didn't know we were trying to get brownie points to that question. <laughs> <laughs> brownie, have a good one, my man. Awesome. You guys what, too. Uh, oh, big game. Hey, tomorrow it's uh, like your your two initial uh, organizations, Boston and uh, Edmonton. So do you go down? Do you get a skate? to get pictures taken? What happens? Uh, no, I'm not going to go down or any. I was thinking of calling Don Sweeney, but I doubt I will. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to go down. I Why don't you just be like, hey, guys, Yag's got to skate around. Can I come up for practice? <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a little difference there. No, they got, they're supposed to be doing something. They got uh, like a Black History Night, and there's a few of us okay. coming down there, and they have a special jersey or something like that. So oh, so you'll be, be at the game tomorrow. Yeah, so it oh, should be geez. Go down, grab something nice. to eat, and hang out. And oh, well, we'll see you down there. there. Awesome. All right. Okay. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley in Sports 1440 Update, brought to you by Booster Juice where this month they're rewarding you for being you. You get a free drink today if your name is Tara or Tara, either one, or uh, Sandeep. All right. Go to Booster Juice today, get your free drink, and download the Booster Rewards app and find out if you're the next winner. It's Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 